Ooh, happy. Well, you have to be careful saying that in Spain, don't you? What? Yes. <laughs> happy New Year in English. I'm I'm good with. Yeah, feliz año. Yes, but you shouldn't I think say. You did that right. Yeah, I did. You shouldn't say the other. You shouldn't say no. The no, N- no. You you should say no because if you say no, it means happy new asshole. I was going to go with a more podcast friendly version of that. But <laughs> you've gone, you've gone straight there. Haven't you? Well, why not? Well, yeah. So Gra- ha- grab happy, the audience in the first thirty seconds. The N is very important. So happy new year. Feliz año. And um. If you've got a, uh, well, and while we're at it, have a happy new bumhole too. Why not? <laughs> Welcome to the Mallorca Mallorca podcast. We're back. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. I say Mallorca, and you say Mallorca. I say Mallorca, and you say Mallorca. Mallorca, 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 Mallorca. Let's call the whole thing off. So what's been going on then? Oh, since we were last did a podcast, just lots of things. We went to Madrid. We did. Oh, yes. And didn't get coronavirus. Didn't get coronavirus. I went to London. Yeah. Didn't get coronavirus. Yeah. In fact, we haven't had it, we ever think, ever. We've had our boosters. We've had our boosters. I've been tested a lot. A lot. Well, wherever you can get tests anyway, they seem to have sold now out. We have our, we, now we, um, we went on the black market and got some uh, antigen tests. <laughs> did we? Uh, yeah. That bloke by the fruit machine at the pub. <laughs> diversified there was a a, a period i don't know if it's the same now as i haven't been out of the house in two days but (laughs) the um before christmas time all of the pharmacies had sold out you couldn't get um any coronavirus tests because everyone was frantically testing i I imagine because they wanted to go and see their grandmas and granddads i have to say i think that for the want of a better expression mob rule in a good way has broken out because i don't i have like a lot of people roughly stopped watching what the government's telling us to do and are just doing the, what feels like the right thing to do. And lots of people have taken it upon themselves to say, well, if you want to come to my Christmas party, have a test. Or if you want to get granny around, have a test. So mm. even though the government isn't telling you to do that, lots of people have gone, that sounds sensible. And as a result, the pharmacies have got a bit, uh, a bit, have run out a bit. But, we even um, went to a Christmas fair where in order to get in, we had to have a test. And the fair was outside. Yeah. <laughs> No, exactly. So, yeah, it's been, uh, everyone's been very vigilant. And I, so it, I guess it's the same story in Spain as in the UK. There's an Omicron thing. The tests are, the, the cases are running wild, but um, it seems to be a bit less mild. So hopefully. Um, less mild? Less mild. More, more mild. You mean more, milder. Milder, dear, dear. That's the one. Yes. yes. So hopefully this is, um, is it a good sign? I don't know. But um, it's a waiting game. I, mean, I feel until we get it now. But I don't are, think we'll get it badly. I think because we've been triply vaccinated now, we should be okay. Yeah, but and um, I mean, obviously, some people are getting it badly. So if that's affecting yeah. you, then it's awful. But um, yeah, it just seems to be getting milder, which is good. Anyway, I really hope that everybody had a, a good Christmas. Um, the people listening to the pod. Uh, and I hope that you all had a nice new year and that you got a, bre- a break, a rest. Because I, I don't know about you, but coming up to Christmas, I think I have never felt more burnt out and tired and frustrated and just fed up than I ever have in my whole life. Actually, we should... I was so, so tired. You were. And now coming... You know, it's worked genu- hard. I did work. Everyone's been hustling big time. And um, 
January the 4th it is now and I'm beginning to feel a bit more like myself again. We should also point out, if you're not a resident of Spain, that um, Christmas ain't finished yet here. Oh, that's that's um, the best bit. Yesterday in the UK, and I guess lots of other places, everyone was going, Ugh, going back to work and it's all done. Here, um, Three Kings is still the big thing, isn't it, for um, Spanish kids particularly. I guess if you're still being very traditional, that's when you get your presents. So, um, yeah, they, and that's, almost that's tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. Yeah, it? the 5th. So, um, yeah, and then... In Mallorca, we have two particular uh, local fiestas, San Antonio and uh, San Antonio and San Sebastian, which are about 16th to 17th. San Sebastian is the 19th, and that's only celebrated in, in Palma. Palma. Right. But San Sant'Antoni is celebrated all over the island. That's normally the weekend of the uh, closest to the 16th of January. Something like that. So basically, not really. No one really gets going until the middle of January. Mm. It's kind of people go back to a bit and then read their emails and stare at the window for a couple of weeks. But mostly, nobody gets serious until after the January fiesta. It's the nicest if you if you can come to visit Mallorca in January. It's the ni- I think it's one of the nicest months of the year to come because it's not very busy. It's lovely walking weather. So if you're into walking and hiking, which we are, it's normally, something blue you can skies, do. Isn't yeah, it? normally blue skies. Um, and there's all these fiestas to take part in. Although this year, I don't know what's happening about Santo Antonio and San Sebastian. I reckon probably not much because the um, I was reading in the local and our local councils. Um, announcements that they normally they would do the um, parade of the three kings and it would be like a public thing and everybody would be invited to go and participate and what they do is they ask the parents of the kids who are who are attending to take a present to the three kings like drop it off it's usually in the church isn't it yeah but they drop it off in they drop it off with the council and then on the day, you go along to the and watch the kings um, parading, and then you go to a church and they they sit up at the top like Father Christmas used to. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to go to a Christmas party at the local um, police community centre thing, sports centre thing that was in in Bushy. And every um, and every year there would be a, a Father Christmas thing where they'd lower the lights, and then and every all the kids would get really excited, and then the lights would come up, and there would be Father Christmas on a chair, surrounded by presents, and every kid would get a present. Yeah. And I reckon it's the same thing, you know, like your parents are actually it's actually from your mum and dad, but the kings give you the present. And we did it one year with Gigi, and it was so sweet. Good, she was yeah. so excited to go and get the present from the kings. But I don't think they're doing that this year. What they're doing I've read is that what you do is you drop your present off with the kings like normal and there's going to be a parade like an actual physical parade but they're going to parade more through the streets so that people aren't standing on the streets yeah. so you can watch from your house and then they're going to drop off the presents to the actual addresses oh, of really? the kids yeah that's a lengthy process I know but they won't I think be they... lobbing sweets out of the back of their parade oh either, god so their sweets are awful as well they always lob out really rubbish sweets like very tiny boiled sweets wrapped yeah. in a in a logo of the local bank yes but they also <laughs> they also have to be sugar free gluten free yeah that, all of that so uh, they're not very nice. <laughs> basically, the lot. Any time you get a parade here, they lob armfuls of cheap sweets, and children just jump under they lorries. Go mad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually quite terrifying. I did that once. So it's like the parade going true. past our house. Some, That's but, true. Well, look, a you know, a five-year-old suddenly um, under a uh, what's the word a fusillade 
Oh, I've never used that before. What? It's a uh, it's a, an artillery term. A fusillade of boiled sweets. Oh my goodness! All logic goes out. All of that don't <laughs> run out mad. into the road. Even though they're yeah. not very nice sweets, the kids just want them. I know they just leap under the under the moving the wheels of moving lorries. So I've grabbed one by the neck and tried to. Work. I mean, it's really nice to go to the Saint Antoni Fiestas as well because that's. Uh, but we'll talk about that the next in the next podcast. I think let's do that. Let's do it a bit closer to you the time. We're going to do one so... more than once every six months. <laughs> we're going to try. Okay, good. I think what we should do is do seasons because it's definitely time. Like there's times in our lives when we get so busy we don't have time to sit and research and to talk and to edit because this this isn't just me and you sitting and talking. There's also sure? the bit afterwards and you edit okay, it yes. and then we upload it and we promote. It, no, it does take some effort. Just a bit, yes. You'd be but, you'd be surprised to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started another podcast um, last autumn, which is about CrossFit, and I I'm, I'm doing it on my own, and it doing is a well. lot of work. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Thank you. It is. It's doing good, but it's it's a lot of work. And I I had a break over Christmas from that as well, and I really needed it because. I would not have been a good interviewer. <laughs> I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> That's so well. So, um, yeah, back to January. So it is the most glorious of months, actually. And particularly the, the fiestas here that are in the summer are mobbed with tourists and stuff. And actually quite often, them, quite often the fiestas are modified to attract the tourists because it's good business. But in the winter, there really aren't very many tourists at all. Yeah. So it's really the locals letting their hair down and having a nice time. Yeah. And usually um, having a bonfire, grilling a sausage and uh, and drinking. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the, the sausages. Best. But well, let's talk about it next time. Okay, yeah, we will. So let's talk, what should, please tell me about the king. Ah, ah, the king emeritus, the king's dad. Yeah, sorry, the king. The, 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 He's still the, the king. No, you're king. correct to refer to him as the king. This is King Juan Carlos, who um, has a regular sport on our podcast. <laughs> You may not know it, but he's, he's one of our um, favourite subjects. Well, <laughs> yes, he's... Um, oh, he's awful. He's 84, 85, so he's cracking on a bit now. Um, if To save you going back and listening to previous podcasts, basically, he's had, he's had his fingers in the till a bit for the last few years. And um, he, he was Spain's hero during the transition uh, to democracy from the dictatorship of Franco. And uh, even people who weren't fans of the royal family said, well... Yeah, he's done a lot of good for this country. But he has been stretching that goodwill a touch, particularly now as it's probably cracking on, what was it, 45 years since the end of democracy. Um, He's been shooting elephants um, and uh, having affairs and taking quite eye-wateringly large kickbacks for... um, uh, getting what appears to be securing contracts for Spanish companies. 100 million quid kickback. Whoa. For um for building a for getting a Spanish company getting a h- high speed train contract in Saudi Arabia something like that anyway hundred million yeah so he abd he abdic when when all of this storm was starting to swirl around him he abdicated um and Felipe his son took over and um, they thought well, that's enough that'll go away all the scandal uh, hasn't really as more scandal has emerged um. Recently, you know what? King Philippe, I mean, you can't read on King Felipe uh, disinherited himself. So basically, well, I'm not. He's already got 100 million. Good. Well, he look, he's not doing so money. bad. Right. So, no, King Felipe, the son, mm. has basically disinherited himself from whatever his dad's got in the bank on the grounds that that's probably a bit iffy. Yeah. He also cancelled his move. dad's um, uh, annual payment of 200 grand. But if he's just taken 100 million kickback, 100 million euro kickback, he can he probably, probably pick up the tab. Yeah, he probably doesn't need that. So at the moment, he's living on an island in Dubai, um, which everyone thought was kind of forever, to avoid scandal and possibly even to avoid criminal charges in Spain. Um, so he's living on a pa- on a kind of big 
gigantic villa in an island in Dubai with a private beach. Apparently he's had enough of that. <laughs> Poor, bless his, bless his little cotton socks. Yes. I could um, cope with that. And he wants to come back to Spain, apparently. And they're kind of testing the water of, uh, uh, a bit to see what public opinion... Like, will will the Spanish public really allow him to come back and then um, uh, while out his, his autumn years in... Um, has arrest effectively. Well, most Spaniards or most um, pundits think that he's going to be coming back this August coming, whilst all the whilst all normal Spanish Spanish people are having a holiday to kind of like do it quietly. Yeah, wait but till... if he comes to Mallorca in in August, he's going to be completely in media attention because we have loads of press here. Then he's um yeah maybe they'll sneak him in when there's uh, Real Madrid Barcelona when no, <laughs> nobody watching anything in this country there's um, also been some speculation he might have to move to Portugal well he's, he basically doesn't want to sit in his um, fantasy island in Dubai anymore wants to come back um, but obviously doesn't want to go to prison or get go for trial for anything so there is some talk that he might try and uh, come back to a royal palace in uh, Palmer they've got two in Palmer where? They have the one right opposite the cathedral, which is called, I think, is that the Almondania? Something oh, like yes. that. Which is also the name of the palace they've got in Madrid, I think. And there's the um, uh, the Palacio in Maravent, which is, you can see one from the other virtually. It's just on the edge of town. Um, and it's a royal garden, which is now sometimes open to the public. And um, a sort of, it sits there on its own bit of land next to the beach, which is very nice as well, which is traditionally where the royal uh, family spend their summer anyway. And uh, King Juan Carlos uh, used to spend his summers here in the Copa del Rey, the King's Cup he did. sailing thing, which his son now does as well. So the, uh, the, they're no strangers to uh, living in Mallorca uh, in the summer. Well, why wouldn't you? It's very nice. And um, so there's some some talk of him coming back there, but they're trying to kind of test the weight of public opinion to see if um, they can sneak him back and people will just let him, you know, uh, well, while out his uh, autumn years there, or whether there'll be some giant uh, protest, which there might be, um, about 30-odd percent of um, Spaniards, no, 45 percent of Spaniards are now uh, advocating ending the royal family. Um, whether that would happen or not, I don't know. But I suppose the risk for Felipe, who's put onto a pretty sweet gig there as king, is that uh, by bringing his dad back, then everyone gets really annoyed with the royal family and wants an end to the whole thing, and he's going to go and have to get a job. <laughs> Probably. Well, his dad can probably introduce him to a few people. Well, yeah, he can sort of work for the high-speed rail company, which seems to be a very profitable line of business for the family. Ah. Dog wants to go out now. I'm leaving this bit in, so hurry up. <laughs> we have, we've been editing um, uh, as various animals want to come in and out of the room that we're recording in. Okay, let's talk about. Um, let's talk about. Let's wait till you're back in front of the microphone Sorry, first. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Let's let's talk about Mallorca, and it, the um, investment that is being planned. The uh, the Mallorca Mancomunitat um, del Pla, which is a group of fourteen municipalities in the Mallorca Plain. It's the flat bit in the middle. Are going to receive just under three million euros for tourism promotion. Actually, it's not very much money. Really, when you think about it. But anyway, this is the money from the EU Next Generation Fund and it's being distributed by the National Ministry of Tourism and it's for sustainable tourism destination plans, like maybe the Natura Kavai people, for example. They, I could, guess so. they could be up for some of that money, I hope. The, They're nice riding people. Esplat, if you don't know, is the um is the sort of central well it's not quite central, is it? It's the, the flat bit sort of north and 
east of Parma. It's basically most of the centre of Mallorca, which is flat agricultural land with a couple of little monasteries on hills and little um, lumps and bumps, and very pretty little towns mostly. And it's we give or take is. In, in Mallorcan terms, is pretty much un, un, well, undeveloped and yeah, undiscovered, untouched, and um, and they want to touch that. <laughs> the, but the thing is, actually, when you in, when you um, I'm reading an article from the Mallorca Daily Bulletin, um, and actually, it ca- it comes across as it was a bit of a surprise that they got the money, right? Um, so they're quite pleased with it, you know. This and the money they're going to spend it on um, promoting green transition, energy efficiency, digitalization, and competitiveness. No, that sounds like a, something from a PowerPoint in a meeting. It I don't does know a bit, what any doesn't of it? That means digitalization. But they're talking about turning Mallorca into well, turning this area of Mallorca into the Tuscany of Mallorca. But I'm going to just mention that maybe it could just be the Mallorca of Mallorca because this is the thing with Mallorca as an island. Everybody who doesn't live here and doesn't know about it just assumes it's two tiny areas of Mallorca, which is where all the drinking and partying happens. And they don't know about the beautiful areas of Mallorca. So can't it just be promotion of Mallorca as a beautiful place to go? Well, I get the point, though. The vernacular of you know Tuscany is um, is... Um, people who live in Hampstead are taking summer breaks in giant villas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then we all know what happens when t- when, um, when that when that happens to an area, don't we? Like holiday homes get bought, and then and the pop- local population can't afford to live there any longer. Which has happened in most of Mallorca already. It's happening it's probably, here. I mean, Espla, the area, it is happening here very much. But I mean, the, the property boom of the last year or so um, during coronavirus, actually, the house prices have risen more in the little rural villages in the middle of nowhere uh, than they have in the in the um, big coastal areas, partly mm. because they're still affordable, relatively speaking. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's going to happen. I mean, like, now we've got the mega-rich living in Port Andrat, mm. and even uh, people buying in Saraco, our little village, have got to be looking at a half a million yeah. to, um, to buy a property. It's true, but there's, I mean, since people have been working at home during the pandemic in you know, Stockholm and Dusseldorf and London and places like that, they've realised they can flog themselves a little flat in London and buy themselves a quite cutesy little townhouse in a, mm. in a village 20 minutes from the airport in Mallorca, and why wouldn't you? But don't they get a bit stuck for taxes then? Because where do they pay their taxes? And how do they work? I'm not an accountant, and I don't want to be one. I'd like to talk about to mm. somebody who's done that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I would, actually. Maybe we should find mm. somebody who does that. Who does that? Have you moved Have you moved to Mallorca during the pandemic and kept your job in Yeah, London, get in touch with us, London, because we'd Stockholm, love to know your story and yeah, how yeah. you've done it. I think that's about it for the moment, is it? Have we got anything else to say? No, just we promised to try a bit harder. Like we promised last time, but it really didn't. It was a really tough. Well, we've set ourselves this a little season, target. This is season three. <clears throat> is it? I think so. Season three of the Mallorca Mallorca two Season two last... Season two? Season Listen, two last one episode. We, no, we started in 2020. Right. And we went all the way through 2021. And now it's 2022, Ollie. Is it all the way to 2021? I think it's Most of the way. Through. Yeah, but we did our best. And so, well, here we go. Season three. So we set ourselves some targets already. We've got, um, we need to do one in a couple of weeks for San Antonio. Maybe mm. we'll do an outside broadcast. Depends if they have the parade. If it's actually going on. We'll take some pictures there too. And then um, it's cycling season as well. We've got a big oh, bike race. Could you the... go and do an interview with somebody? I'll see what, see what I can find. We've got a big bike race at the end of um, January. Perfect. With um, all the, it's the first big bike race of the year for all the professional teams and there's loads of them here training team Ineos formerly team Sky are um, occupying a hotel up in Alcudia and they're, they're all here, here. yeah they've been here since before Christmas 
So um, that's dedication to your bicycle there. Well, they go they they set up before Christmas. They go home, have a slice of pizza and a beer, and come back and get serious in January, yeah. basically. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Um, thanks for joining us on thanks whatever episode this is. Is this so? This is season three, episode one. I think so. Yeah. I think we should call it that. Yeah. Let's just tidy it up. Right. Fresh start. Exactly. Happy New Year. I'm going to try and work out how to get fusillade into the next one. As well. <laughs> of course. I'm just off to Google fusillade. Make sure I got it right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bloody good show, we'll do a podcast about it.